friend of mine who owns Charbet Distillery in, in uh, California came and showed me his new green tea vodka and I said, Marco, I'm gonna borrow your idea and I'm gonna make sweet tea vodka. He goes, I don't know what sweet tea is. So I called my partner and on my flip phone in 2007 or six and, and said, Jim, you're real good friends with Bill, Bill Hall who owns the, the, the tea plantation down the road from your winery. Let's, uh, let's buy his tea and make sweet tea vodka. And he was silent, my partner. He, and then he, he'll tell you he thought it was the dumbest idea I ever heard of. And, but he made it, you know, and, and then uh, we introduced it uh, around tax day of 2008 and it exploded. It was crazy. Those were the words of Scott Newitt, one of the owners of Firefly Distillery in Charleston, South Carolina, describing the moment when he came up with the idea for sweet tea vodka. Scott and his business partner, Jim Irvin, met through the wine business, became friends, and then came up with a crazy idea to go into business together. The result was Firefly Distillery. Welcome to the Who's on the Move SC podcast. I am your host, Alan Cooper. This podcast highlighting entrepreneurs making an impact on our communities is made possible with the support of NP Strategy, a strategic communications firm comprised of former journalists, political insiders and public relations executives. Learn more at npstrategy.com. We appreciate the support of the Charleston chapter of the Entrepreneurs Organization, also known as EO. They are a global organization of 14,000 plus leading entrepreneurs. If you are interested in learning more, visit eocharleston.com. Memberships are available for business owners from the Midlands to the coast. And Nephron Pharmaceuticals, a South Carolina-based company, Nephron develops and produces safe, affordable, generic inhalation solutions and suspension products. And the Riley Institute at Furman University. The Richard W. Riley Institute advances social and economic progress in South Carolina and beyond by building leadership for a diverse society, hosting expert speakers to broaden perspectives on critical issues, supporting public education, and creating knowledge through community solutions focused research. It is committed to nonpartisanship in all it does and to a rhetoric free, facts based approach to change. Learn more at Furman.edu forward slash Riley, and that's spelled R I L E Y. Scott, tell us about your professional background and your journey to starting your own business. So I started in the liquor business, liquor wine business in 1989, working for Gallo Winery. I spent 11 years with them um, learning how to market wines and spirits. Um, and then I learned how to uh, market those through distributors because it's a, it's, a, it's a pretty regulated business. And then I learned how to buy labels and bottles and source and things like that. And then in 2000, I, uh, they moved me six times. They're a great company. I was having kids, fell in love with Charleston. My wife's from Savannah. I grew up outside of New Orleans. We decided we wanted to raise our kids here. So I went to work for one of my customers which was a distributor. And I ran a distributor for eight years. And in that time I learned how to introduce Red Bull to South Carolina, introduced a lot of craft beers. Uh, we sold Tito's vodka when Tito's, you can give it away. Um, we just had a lot of craft brands and I got to go spend weekends with these folks that own these breweries and wineries. And I really was drawn toward 
uh, a family business where you know you actually created something you weren't just a middleman so uh, I met my partner in 2003 he's a winemaker in 2005 he he and I decided to make our, our, our first vodka which was made out of his wine which is a muscadine wine flavored vodka named Firefly why did you choose the name Firefly I picked Firefly because I've always loved Fireflies as a kid and um, in 2003 2004 you know the wine business uh, there was a and they had it in the beer business too to go after younger consumers they had a lot of critter labels there were dogs and kangaroos and all these animals on labels and I looked at the spirit business and I said that's not going on here it's just these old family crests and you know yet Bacardi had a bat on there but you really didn't didn't really know that so Firefly I thought would be perfect so it was our that's why I love that tell us more about the idea behind the muscadine wine flavored vodka and how that maybe led to the creation of sweet tea vodka the first one was that we were the very first muscadine wine flavored vodka um, so it, it, and it really wasn't uh, about taste we used the muscadine uh, as a vermouth so what we were making was a vodka that you really could pour on the rocks or make a martini without a vermouth it didn't have a muscadine strong flavor it just kind of softened it like vermouth does in a martini and and um, I got us into four states because I was in the distribution business and new distributors in Georgia and Las Vegas and New York and here and did okay people didn't understand muscadine we learned a lot uh, and then I was on a wine trip in uh, California I got friends that own Saintsbury winery and they would let me use their, their they have a house in the vineyard and I would just stay there for the week and go have business meetings with you know wineries and uh, a friend of mine who owns Charbet distillery in in uh, California came and showed me his new green tea vodka and I said Marco I'm gonna borrow your idea but I'm gonna make sweet tea vodka and he goes I don't know what sweet tea is so I called my partner and on my flip phone in 2007 or six and, and said, Jim, you're real good friends with Bill, Bill Hall who owns the, the, the tea plantation down the road from your winery. Let's, uh, let's buy his tea and make sweet tea vodka. And he was silent, my partner. He, and then he, he'll tell you he thought it was the dumbest idea I ever heard of. And, but he made it, you know, and, and then uh, we introduced it uh, around tax day of 2008 and it exploded, it was crazy. For our listeners, paint a picture of what that means, exploded. What impact did the success of Sweet Tea Vodka have on business operations? So exploded means we went from, from selling, you know, South Carolina a couple hundred cases a week to August orders for 8,000 cases, and we, we couldn't fill them. And, and it was 2008, and we didn't have any money in the bank because you know, typically your wholesalers have 30 day terms. So whatever we spent, and we weren't getting terms because we were new. So we quickly ran out of resources. What was the solution? We were presented a few opportunities. Obviously, the, you know, the, uh, the big wigs or the, the investment bankers in, in New York were calling us, which really didn't offer us a solution other than money. Um, and I knew we probably would be in a bad situation down the line. So really, uh, uh, a company called Sazerac, who's a, a New Orleans-based company where I, I grew up, um, um, we got in contact through our wholesaler, Peter Fawcett, and um, they, uh, they have done this thing 
uh, in the past with other companies, we formed a joint venture. And we've just, just done our trademark. They got a minority share of our trademark. But in return, they became secondary production. They cleared up all of our accounts receivables, became our bank. Uh, they became um, our sales force and secondary production, which was key. I mean, you know, it was, it was a godsend. It was really awesome. What other products have you developed over the years? From 2009 to 2019, uh, we, we came out with new vodkas. Because when, you know, when we started, we had sweet tea vodka and we had two sizes. We had three sizes, 750 liters and half gallons. And that's not a big presence on a shelf. You're going to get lost. So we came out with mint tea and raspberry tea and peach tea so that we could create you know, a billboard when you walk into a liquor store. Um, um, and then, you know, like anything that goes up fast, you know, the consumer, the consumer moves more frequently now. So, you know, we, uh, we're doing great volume, but we weren't growing. So in 2011, 12, we decided to come out with Moonshine because, you know, you put fireflies in a mason jar, it made all the sense in the world. And Moonshine was a hot category. So from 13 to we're still doing moonshine, but the innovations we made were, let's go from vodka, and still do a lot of vodka. It's our number one seller, Sweet Tea Vodka. But we went to moonshine, and that got us into whiskey. Uh, and that also uh, got us into bourbon, because our moonshine is, is white dog. It's a white bourbon that's not been aged. So we put, you know, five or six barrels away in 2013, then we put 25 away in 14, and now we got a barrel warehouse with about 350 barrels and we're selling seven and eight-year-old bourbon. You were first located on Wadmala Island in a beautiful location. Talk about the move to North Charleston and the Park Circle area of the city. We left Wadmala, uh, sadly, because we love it, it's beautiful, but we couldn't grow. Uh, we couldn't put up any more buildings. Um, Wadmala is a wonderful place. It, it, a lot of people go there to uh, retire and they buy you know, five, 10 acres you know, pieces of property. Um, we had trucks and tour buses and we just couldn't grow. So we, we decided to move into town where we could grow. Um, and I also, wanted, you know, we had peaked on our visitor account because our, our biggest advertising is our home place. If I can get you into my tasting room and you can taste my product and you can take it home and tell your friends about it, and go to the liquor store and buy some more to have their own party so they can tell their friends and show them that's really, that's our best advertising. I can get a lot more people here because we're, we're eight minutes from Market Street and, and, um, and that's why we moved. So the space here, uh, I, when we were designing it or we were meeting with everybody, I said, I want to be a county park that sells booze and makes booze. And so we have 16 acres. I have a field that's five acres that's for kids are throwing frisbees on Saturdays. We have, you know, live music on Saturdays. Um, we have, you know, uh, they're playing cornhole. It's a place for families to come and then they can also come do a tour and a tasting. Um, we have, we're in Park Circle, which I like to say is the Brooklyn of Charleston. It's, it's really the center of Charleston, the whole Tri-County area now with everything that's going on in, in uh, Somerville and, um, we have 300 parking spots. Um, we have events every weekend. It's really, we're just, just a, you know, a part of the community and we're also a distillery. 
What is exciting at Firefly in 2021 and beyond? The, the, what's exciting about 2021 is we just had a law change for South Carolina. We can sell uh, more bottles per person per day direct out of our tasting room. <coughs> we can sell uh, four and a half ounces in either tastings or cocktails, which is an increase from three. Um, that's all exciting. Um, our whiskeys are starting to gather some steam. We're selling barrels to local uh, state, you know, across the state uh, retailers. So we're just starting to get a, a, a name for our bourbon. Um, I think whiskey has got a long run. Uh, a lot of people in Kentucky are betting on that. They're spending a lot of money on warehousing and upgrading their stills. Um, so, uh, you know, 2021 is much better than 2020 where we were surviving off of hand sanitizer. <laughs> now we're doing what we do, uh, which is make really good distilled spirits. And, and, uh, and for the future, I, I really think um, this is a family business. We could have sold this. It's not my desire to do that. I love what I do. Uh, and my, my, I hope my, my, my kids do too. My wife's part of the business. My partner and his wife work here. And any Saturday, you can go downstairs and my partner, Jim, who's 74, is working the cash register. You know, he, we, it's just, we love to do what we do. Um, but I do think things are going to change over the next 10 years. I think it's going to be easier for the consumer to buy a bottle of my, my whiskeys online. You can do that out of Napa in Sonoma. You can do that with breweries. You can't do it with distilleries. Um, I do think my son's an older generation. I'm 56. My son's 26. They like to buy things that are easy, and they're going to be changing the laws over the next, you know, 10 to 20 to 30 years. In one word, what is the key to success for an entrepreneur? So the key to being an entrepreneur is uh, adaptation. I've always, when I was in the distribution business, I ran, you know, a, a bunch of salespeople and uh, uh, trucks and truck drivers. And whenever there was a truck down, which happened every other day, or you had to adjust and make sure your customers got delivery. You had to do whatever it was to make sure uh, you kept that engine running. So, I mean, that's what we opened up in 2007, 2008, and, and you know, the economic pandemic. And, and uh, uh, we were, I guess we were kind of used to opening up during hard times because the, the 2020, the real pandemic, uh, we had to pivot fast and we were, we were, we were selling, um, uh, uh, alcohol and hand sanitizer out of a 1971 Airstream out front and people were six feet apart and we were wearing gloves and, you know, face masks. And, and finally, I'm going to steal this question from the How I Built This series and ask you this. To what do you attribute your success at Firefly? Hard work or luck? What, what we did with Firefly was a long shot. There was a lot of luck. I mean, when, when we came out with our sweet tea vodka, which is really why we're here, uh, McDonald's was advertising sweet tea all over the country. It was, it was, it was free advertising. And, and we were the first sweet tea vodka, and we still are. It was an uh, unconventional flavor for vodka. Vodka was always like lemon or orange or whatever. After we came out with sweet tea, uh, the whole thing changed. There was cotton candy, there was Fruit Loops, there was all this kind of crazy stuff. I, I guess, the fact that you know we learned off of, of muscadine wine flavored vodka that that wasn't going to make it. We weren't going to be able to leave our full time jobs, 
And then what we learned from there, we took and made positive with Sweet Tea Vodka. That was our interview with Scott Newitt, one of the owners of Firefly Distillery in Charleston, South Carolina. To see a video version of this interview, please go to lowcountrybizsc.com. The Who's on the Move SC podcast is brought to you by NP Strategy, the Charleston chapter of the Entrepreneurs' Organization, Nephron Pharmaceuticals, and the Riley Institute at Furman University.